Yeah. How you feeling today, Al? Did you get uh, everything that you needed to get done yesterday? Did you get Better Call Saul? Did you get your Lakers show? Did you get it all in? I still am actually streaming as we start the show. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Which one? I'll be done by noon. So okay. you do what you do. All right. And not that I'm not going to chime in because I'm going to chime in, but a lot of the show you could just drive, which I think actually falls right into your – that's probably your wheelhouse. Yeah, that's fine. So, I, I, I'm i yeah. happy to sit over here and, and do my I thing. I just turned off my stream. Just, you can just no, kind no, of pop in whenever you're ready to go. That's good to go. Did you watch Better Call Saul last night? Oh, yeah. What did you think? Emily and I talked about it a little bit this oh, morning. Yeah. Just your, your initiative. Did you like it? Did you love it? Did you kind of, you know, in the middle? What did you think? I really liked it. You did? I really liked it, and I don't know why. I really, really loved the end. You did? Yeah, I really, really liked the way it ended. Uh, I know we're not going to – we won't get into too much details. By the way, we're pretty good at that. We're pretty good. I think we're, we're not even talking about episodes from, like, season three. Like, really, no, no, just, just in case if there's somebody out there – um, I was a fan of it, and without getting into too much details, I I thought it was the proper ending. Sometimes shows want to go out in a certain kind of way, guns blazing and everything else. I, I like the way it ended. Yeah, the guns blazing thing was the perfect ending for Breaking Bad. That that was the perfect ending for that show where everything just gets like all hell breaks loose and everybody gets what's coming their way towards the end. And then there was this, which, you know, you weren't quite sure where it was going to go. You weren't quite sure how it was going to be. I liked it. I didn't love it. I I, I liked it. I I wasn't, I'll put it to you this way. I I said this to Emily this morning. When it ended, it wasn't one of those, really? It wasn't that, but it wasn't all right. It wasn't that either. It was like, okay, yeah, that, that, that's fine. If, if that's how you there there were you know a lot of options at the end of the line yeah. to get, to take that character where you wanted to take him and without like you said I don't want to spoil it for anybody but to me that was the least satisfying branch on that tree that, that that's how that went was the least satisfying branch I get it I it's, stood it, up and it's fine I stood up and clapped. I believe you yeah. I believe you 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 like endings like that Emily you're a uh, diehard yeah. Gillig, did you call it the Gilligan verse yesterday? Yeah, Gilligan fan, Gilligan verse. The Gilligan verse. Uh, what did you yeah. make of it? So I really enjoyed it. I think my favorite things from it were the uh, cameos. I will not reveal who were in the cameos, but I think that they, uh, it made me go ooh when I was watching it. I like stood up and I was watching this by myself. Um, like literally stood up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. I stood up as well. When those people came in, I knew exactly what scene they were going to use for that one person. I was like, this is going to be good. But I really enjoyed how both the ending of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul were very much that show's vibe. They're both very much that's a good point indicative of what that show's goal was. Uh, Better Call Saul is an exploration of a single character and uh, the humanity of that character and identity of that character. Breaking Bad is how far you can push someone into evil and how uh, they can't come back from that. So I think that they both have different things, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm really sad to see this go because um, I think that the way it ended too. Vince Gilligan and Pe- Peter Gould are the best creators and writers because you can trust them. That's the most important thing. You can trust them; they're going to do the right thing. The show, the way it ended, they're it like Julio Arias. It kind of <laughs> you can trust them. Dawned they're on give you. you a great performance. Exactly. It dawned on you that it was ending too, like it was the final couple of minutes. I'm like, oh no, this is definitely coming. Like. The way it ended, the way the scene ended, you're like, yep, that is a complete 
wrap. Yeah, we need to get I, we need to get a couple of days into the future. Like we we need to set a date where we can tell people, hey, listen, we're going to talk about this in detail because Friday is, is it Friday? Yeah, I because Friday. I I have some thoughts on that. I, I have some thoughts on it. I again, I didn't dislike it. It wasn't You're a hater. It wasn't left where it's like, oh man. I for instance, I, I'll use this as an example in, mm-hmm. in a different type of show, but again, an iconic show that ended and was completely unsatisfying was Seinfeld, right? That when they kind of got to redo the end of Seinfeld on Curb, much, much better. That, that was a much better ending to that mm-hmm. show, even though it wasn't on that show. Um, it just, it, it, everybody's looking like, well, really? That's how we're going to walk away from an iconic comedy like Seinfeld? We're going to do that? It wasn't that. But it also wasn't the end of Breaking Bad where you're like, oh, my God, did you <laughs> see what? That was amazing. But think of the style of the shows. I think the style of Breaking Bad versus the style of Better Call Saul, I think Better Call Saul kind of ended up similar to the style of what that show was. It's a slow burn. You know what I mean? Like it's that. I thought it fit Better Call Saul better than it would have fit if it was so Breaking Bad. I have a question for t- both of you guys. So we've seen both of these series. Which do you like more? Do you like Breaking Bad or like Better Call Saul more? Uh, Breaking Bad for me, and, and I like them both a lot. Like I, I don't dislike one at all, but Breaking Bad for me is, I, I, I like I the Breaking action. I, I like the fact that there are a million different things going on in that universe where you got to keep track of multiple bad guys. You got to get people coming in and out. Anybody could get clipped at any different moment. This was more of a character study on two people. The, on. on Saul and on Kim and 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 it's it's fine it's good I, I liked it a lot but it just Breaking Bad might be one of the great TV shows in the history of yeah. TV shows no, I, if I that it doesn't I match up to that those. is not is not an insult no it's not an insult if I got to pick between the two I'm I'm taking because you get all of them technically all of them in Breaking Bad do you want any more I know that it's not yes. going to happen we talked about, <laughs> yeah. I do too yeah, I, I, I do I, too and by the way. And I know they. I think it was Mason was mentioning that that's it. They're done. They're not going to do anything else. Maybe that's part of the. Maybe that's part of the game plan. It's like, hey, we're already on top. You know, it's let's let's end it here. We've already kind of stretched this as far as we think we can. But I think if you have that much of an appetite from others, they should consider it, right? Like if if you have, it's so unique, the way you went from Breaking Bad. Could you do to a Better Kim Call show? Saul. I definitely don't want that. I don't want a Kim show. Why not? I think that I I can only see it going to be it it feels more self-serving than it is what needs to be told. I think it's more like it's like when you're so you like a meal so much you just keep on eating it. I think it's going to get bad. I think I, I would like the different character we haven't forced, explored like the vet. It would be forced. It'd be forced. The kid the vet is the most interesting one that I've heard. Yeah. That 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 is but she's such a good actor. She is such a compelling presence on that show that, like, her life – or or what about this? What about one leading up to her Hamlin, Hamlin, and McGill career? Like, where her mom was a scumbag dr- grifter, <laughs> like, going kind of going pre and, and do that all over again. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I think when we talk it out, if you don't have the perfect angle – like, when it first came out that they're going to – hey, they're going to do a – they're going to do a series off this on Saul. I don't think there was anybody that was like – uh, I don't think that's a good idea. It was like, wait a minute here. That character, his personality, how crazy he is, his way that he kind of worked his way into Breaking Bad. Like, you could see all the different angles that would come from it. Um, I don't know if I do a Kim. Maybe an El Camino type uh, like a movie? movie about Kim. But... I do it. 
I mean, like, again, I trust Vince Gilligan. If he says he's going to do something, I'm going to go watch it. They've but. hooked me, like to your point, Emily, they, they've hooked me so completely and thoroughly. If they did a movie about it, yeah, I'll watch that. I'll, I'll, I'll watch this. I'll watch that. I, I'm, I'm all in on it. They've, they've completely sold me on it. I liked it. I didn't love it. I, I think that's the, the walk away from me. I need, to, I need to break it down, Al. We're going to have to talk about this during the break because I need to get it out. I need to get it out. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Did you happen – I know you did Lakers talk last night. Yeah. Um, did you get a good look at Twitter in the community specifically last night? Anything specific you're referring to? Basically, you getting blamed for Walker Bueller getting sur- season-ending surgery. Did you see any of that? I did see uh, one or two of those. That's that's very nice. See, of this people is well, to this is this is on, what it is. This is from JoJo Junior Shabadoo. It says this is not the Mason curse, folks. I blame Alan Sleewa for jinxing sure. the Dodgers by yep. texting Berg and Trav, bragging about how great the team is. Yeah, they're up in seven turn, nothing against the alienating Royals. the baseball gods. Sliwa owes the city of the Angels a public apology on Trav and Slee tomorrow. Yeah, so, it's not happening. Here you go. Ten oh seven and thirty seconds. Yeah. The floor is yours. JoJo Shabadoo. Whatever the I like that you there. take this personally. This is my favorite part. Seven nothing to the Royals. Like he's is just, not, not talking no, to see, the baseball gods. He's doing it again, Joey. Here's here's what Al doesn't understand about the gods. You think it's about one specific yeah, thing. It's yeah. that you dismiss it's, their existence. Sure. That's incredibly disrespectful. No one talk about the Dodgers. No, they're six ninety nine no. winning. Do percentage. I have, do I talk no about them? Nobody say that. Do I talk about them? Nobody admit that they're actually a really good team. Do, do I talk? Hold that on. has a good hold chance on. of winning the hold World on. Series. No filibuster. Do I talk? about them it's not filibuster do i talk about them yes you do talk do about i talk them. about them positively yes you do yeah, talk i about do them i do i talk do i talk about how good of a team they are so why is that different because that's exactly the point i'm glad that you asked that the reason it is different mm-hmm. is because there are ways to talk about them that will yeah. not alienate the gods sure there are ways to talk about them yes. like can you believe this seven nothing here we go again that's like eh, that feels a little bold that feels a little aggressive that feels like you're just kind of yanking on their on their cape. You need to just say, "Wow, this is another another great start for the Dodgers. Another great performance." Like you just understand that these are all fleeting moments. Dodgers are pretty good. For instance, Jason C. Levine has a picture of an asteroid slamming into Earth that says, "Slee said something good about the Dodgers. We, the baseball gods, smite thee." See, these are the, these are the things that see. He gets it. Jason gets it. Joey gets it. When I work against the Lakers, I'm going to work on you. Now, the, see, the Lakers, like we talked about, when you're not having a good season, you can't trick the gods into giving you a good season. They only are there to punish you. These are not um, benevolent gods. These yep. are vengeful gods. Guys, never say anything positive about the Dodgers. No, we just went over this. Ever, You're not listening. Ever. We just went over it. You can say lots of positive things, but it has to be if tempered. Big, if they're up early, uh, no. don't talk about no, it. See. This is good. This, I'm glad Don't that you're not. I'm it. glad that you're not a Dodger fan. This this makes me feel better that you because now that you're doing it on purpose, it won't be nearly as effective. When you're doing it kind of around the perimeter of it, it gets me a little more nervous because sometimes they'll only catch a part of it and they'll come in and, and knock you down. You know what today is? What's today? Today is the first day of school. For a lot of people, I think L- uh, LSUSD goes back this week. I don't know if it's today. I know some kids in my water polo team went back yesterday. Yeah, so this is this is the week that uh, kids start to go back to school. And I don't know if uh, you saw the picture. I showed it to the guys in the uh, other side, Slee. My wife has made, since our kids entered school in kindergarten, every year, first day of school, take a picture of the kids. You know, they hold up the little uh, dry erase board, 11th grade, 2nd grade, 10th grade, whatever it might be. Take a little picture and off they go on the first day of school. Today's picture of my youngest son, Michael, 
He is starting his junior year. He is in the 11th grade. He will turn 17 here in a couple of months. He's getting ready to jump into the car to drive himself to school to start his 11th grade year. And there he is, showered, clean shirt, nice new pair of school pants, ready to go. No shoes. His shoes are in his left hand. Bare feet, and he is just standing there with his shoes in so his left hand. So he goes into his car, no shoes? Yep. Drives to drive to Drives to school, no shoes. I, I sure hope. At that point, I hope that's what's happening. I hope he's not trying to put them on as he's driving. And then gets out when it's time to, once he parks, that's when he decides, okay, now let's throw the <laughs> maybe. shoes. I, I would, yeah, maybe. For all I know, he's sitting school. in English class right now barefoot. I, I don't really know. But, uh, yeah. Okay, I, I, I will say, I never did that. Like, if that's a thing, I never did that. That's not something that sounds like it's not even from a comfort level. Like, is there that much comfort of not wearing your shoes? I, for not to me, there isn't. I, I mean, I, I wear, I get up, I walk to the bathroom, I take a shower, I get dressed, I put my shoes on, I go to work. That that, that does not seem like a illogical series of events, and yet that that shoe piece is lost on all of them. <laughs> it's not just him. It's not just Bobby. That may, you know whose fault this is, other than Susan's, obviously. It's it's Bobby's. He started this trend, and they look up to him. They look up to their now, older brother. She does it not near. The boys are a 99% hit rate on not having <laughs> well, one. Kelly's like more like 50-50. You said she okay. did it on your trip up here, yeah. right? Grand well, Central. I think it was a contest to see who could put them on last. Like, let, let, let's see who can put them on last before we get out so, here. So, have you guys ever driven without shoes on? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I don't it like it. It feels weird. It does. Like, I don't like feeling the pedals under my feet. No. It just makes me... And also, I feel like I don't have as much, like, grip and... I don't if, know. if driving barefoot was the thing to do, they'd drive, like, NASCAR and Formula One barefoot. <laughs> but they, <laughs> they don't. They have those little booties on. I mean, fire fire risk aside, but I feel, to your point, Emily, at the, the grip... How many injuries have they sustained um, from cuts in their feet? Bobby's had a couple. The other one... Knocking on wood. The other the other ones have been uh, foot injury free so far, but Bobby's had more than zero, so that's that's good. I'm, I'm a I'm a complete failure as a parent. This is from Hovick seventy seven. Slee caused Bueller's injury and surgery. Just yep. very, just very yep. very simply. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, 100%. look. As long as we know, we can try to offset the uh, the negative karma that's being put out in the universe. All right. Speaking of, what does it mean for the Dodgers over the course of the last month and a half of the season? Maybe not so much. What does it mean when baseball kind of restarts itself in October? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. This is from Perry King Slee. Definitely Slee's fault. Now he's in his feelings, and then he's 100%. got a gift that I don't quite understand. 100%. But uh, see, just just say, you know what? You're like I said yesterday, Al. Just what if it's true? I know that you don't believe, but just to err on the safe side, yeah. just kind of just kind of lean and say, you know what? It, Trav's crazy, but just in case he's not crazy, I'm gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna learn how to address the team playing positively. It's on me. <laughs> Are you going to send Walker Bueller a uh, sympathy card? Like, hey, look, I'm really sorry, man. I, I that that Royals game <laughs> where they were ahead seven to nothing in the third inning. I should have I, never. I sent, I sent that my text. colleagues, uh, Greg and Travis, a, I sent a it note. to Dodgers PR. <laughs> they haven't got back to me yet. Very, very sorry for your misfortune. I take full responsibility for it. Um, I it, it obviously is very bad news by the. PR department. <laughs> they didn't respond. They, they didn't give it back yeah. to you. Um, it, it broke yesterday, shortly after we went off the air, that he's going to get season-ending um, arm surgery. 
I, it, it's bad news. There's no, there's no two ways about that. That they're, they're arguably their best pitcher is not going to be available for the entire season. It's not yep. going to be available for the postseason, and may or may not have, you know, be a little bit behind for the start of next season. That being said, I don't know how optimistic you were for his return. I was kind of like, yeah, I just probably not. I, I was kind of trying to figure out what it was going to look like without him anyway. Does it change much for the way that the Dodgers prepare moving forward? Does it change much when you get ready to go into the postseason? Because you still have Julio, you still have Kershaw, question mark. You still have Gonsolin and Anderson. Hopefully, the guys that have gotten you to a, a hundred and I think it's a 113 win pace so far, they're all still going to be here. So I, I, I think it changes. I think it changes because it's kind of similar to the trade deadline. When the deadline ends, you know that, hey, this is a squad that we have. There is no helping. Uh, you're not going to get outside help. So whether it's the bullpen issue, it's a starter issue, it's another bat, I think this kind of, in a, in a sense, knowing that he's not coming back and every couple of weeks like, oh, yeah, he might maybe in mid-September. Maybe he'll be ready for the postseason. Maybe he'll be there for this. Maybe he'll be there for that. You wish that was still kind of an option, but because it's not an option, I think it allows them to just, okay, guys, the guys that we have are the guys that they have. By the way, since he went down, he went down, if you remember, it was June 10th against the Giants. They've gone 43-13 and 13 in that span. <laughs> or 43-13, and 13, yeah, in that span. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Okay? They've got the best ERA in baseball in that span. So, and I'm not by any means trying to make a case. Well, if Walker Bueller's not there, they're fine. But they've played good enough this year without Walker Bueller. Kershaw's been in and out of the lineup. You know, Andrew Heaney, not that everybody was going to expect him when to come pitched, in. When he's pitched, he's pitched great. He's pitched pretty well. Yeah. But he's been, for the most part, out of the lineup. Dustin May, we still haven't seen back. Saturday. Uh, Blake Trinan. Uh, there have been a number of key players that haven't been there. And then all of a sudden you got, okay, Julio, not as much of a surprise, but Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anson. Those are really the two guys that you could say, if you kind of look at this entire roster, those are the two players this year that have put the Dodgers. You expected Freddie Freeman to do what he was going to do. You expected some of these other guys to do what they were going to do. But those two starters have filled in for basically as aces. Right, like just take. Yeah, it's a great point. They haven't just kind of been there and and eaten up some innings and get you into the fifth They're or sixth great. inning on a regular basis. They win almost every time they pitch, which is not just a stopgap. They Tony Gonsolin could look. Sandy Alcantara is going to win the Cy Young in the National League. He, he's, he unless he just comes unglued over the last six seven weeks of the Shout season. Shout out the Padres yesterday. He's he's mm-hmm. terrific. He's a fantastic fantastic pitcher. He's going to win it, and he probably should. But let's just say that tomorrow he's unavailable for it, right? Urias is a great choice. Sure. Gonsolin is a great choice. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Anderson is a pretty good. They have three guys that are having Cy Young caliber seasons in their rotation without Kershaw and without Bueller. They don't win it. They'll be in just to have those guys in the conversation for it. I mean, yeah. Just think about before the season started. Hey, you're going to have two guys that have three losses combined as you get into almost mid-August, or right, we're right in the heart of mid-August right now, and I was going to say that there, you'd say, okay, yeah, of course, okay, it's Walker Bueller, it's Julio, it's no, 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 it's actually Tyler Anderson and Gonsolin. So, listen, does it make their path to go in a World Series that much more difficult? Of course, it does. In the sense, I, this is the part I struggle with. I mm-hmm. do. I, it, yes, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Not having him by definition makes it more challenging. 
They're they've not, had so much success. They're not him. short on starting pitching. They're not short here. This is not some, this is not last year where all of a sudden guys are dropping left and right. It's like we just don't have anybody left. Right, we just don't. The Scherzer can't go. Bueller can't go. Orius is in and out of the because he's pitching out of the. The, the, the Kershaw can't go. Yeah. Bauer suspended. This wasn't where guys are just drop. They are not only doing all right. They are the best pitching staff in Major League Baseball. So on paper, sure, it, it, it's a huge loss. But in practice, to your point, Slee, he went down at the beginning. He's basically been gone for two months, and the Dodgers lose about once a week. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're talking about. 43 and 13. Right. They, they lose once a week since Walker Bueller mm-hmm. got hurt. Now, I want to read this tweet from Big John. Just, just real quick. Yeah, what, yeah. What you just said. You said that kind of – I think this is the, from, from a starting perspective. You're saying they have plenty of starters. They're, they got the depth. They got the guys. This is where I think you can put a question mark around that. Come playoff time. And you're going to go out there, and, and let's just wait on Kershaw because, you know, in and out, let's see how he's feeling and everything else. But if you're three guys, hypothetically, Julio didn't give up, give up a run yesterday. It wasn't perfect baseball, but he didn't give up a run. He's got an ERA of under one since, since the middle of last month. <laughs> then you go Gonsolin, and then you go Tyler Anderson. Just use that three as a combination. What's the one team that we've been talking about from a pitching perspective sure. is the Mets. Yeah. You mentioned this to me in the past. It's not that you don't have confidence in Gonsolin. It's not that you don't have confidence in Tyler Anderson. It's there's certain guys that have done it in those postseason games and have been really effective. That's something that they're going to have to prove, right? They're, they're guys that have experience. One, Julio, checked him, done. We're done. He, That's he's, why he's, I didn't even he, mention he, him. He, he's yep. done. Kershaw's the other one who's got tons of experience. But the, the, the Kershaw injury to me, the more I think about it, is more I don't up, troubling upsetting I don't know what the word is exactly but that he left the game in the middle of a of the game with a back thing and you could see when he threw the ball it was a ooh that yeah. doesn't feel right. this was not after the end of the game it's like okay you need to take a couple of weeks starting now sure let's do that oh he's got a that uh, one it was specific it he there's something going on there yeah. it, this wasn't oh he has a uh, a toe inflammation that we need to get settled down this was a I threw a pitch that didn't feel right I need to come out of the game so you're talking those three guys, maybe it's May, maybe it's Heaney, maybe Ryan Pepio gets a start in one of these spots. Here's here's what I don't like about any of this. These are all things that I can already hear the chorus of what could happen in October if they run into the Mets or really anybody else. This, hey, listen, man, Walker Bueller went down. Hey, Kershaw's back went out on him. Hey, we had two guys that were so far over their skis, you knew that the math was going to self-correct at some point. They have um, basically six weeks now to figure out how they're going to do this because no one's catching. They have a 17-game lead in their division. Okay? No, no one's running them down in the division. And you don't have to mash the gas like they did last year. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fire the Max Scherzer bullet over and over and over again. You don't have to fire the Urias bullet and the Bueller bullet. Get your blank together for the postseason. Take as much time as you need. Experiment as much as you need to experiment and figure this out. Because this is not a, we need to survive today. We'll figure out tomorrow, tomorrow. This is the perfect scenario to get everything you need lined up and they need to do it. Your biggest problem last season, it's that that was it. You had to play 162 games. Yet just to get in, you were fighting literally till the final game on a Sunday where it took the Giants to win yeah. to end up winning the division. By the time September rolls around, I think they got 
you know, by the time they get to September, I'll, I'll give this as an example. And and we kind of talked about how they're going to approach the final month of the season. Uh, aren't you just tooling for October? And and I'm I'm not saying that you all of a sudden stop, you completely stop playing the way you are. I'm not saying, but don't you really just start making decisions based on October and 100%. September? I I would. I mean, what, it doesn't look if they win 106 games or 112. Who cares? Doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. They, look, if they win 98 and they're not. They've already got 80. <laughs> but if the, you know the, the the amount over 100, unless you're going for the most wins ever, which don't look now is not totally out of the question. Mm-hmm. They could certainly get something like that done. Get right. F- figure this stuff out along the way because there are no excuses. I do not want to hear anybody say, hey, that's baseball. Hey, we ran into some It's funny arms. you bring that up. I, I, I don't that, want to hear it. Do you feel like that... that it's right there. It, it's, that's it's, already starting? It, it, not that it's starting, but it's so right there. It's just like kind of sitting on the table waiting for somebody to pick it up and say, listen, you know, we got a little bad luck at the end. We thought we were going to get Walker back. It didn't happen. We thought Clayton was going to be able to get to the end of the line. His back flirt. Uh, okay. You got these other guys. Let's figure it out. Here's another question for you, Al. This is from Dan Peralta. Any chance Slee went to an Angels game in the last 15 years, and that's why we can't be a competent franchise? <laughs> when was the last time you were at the Big A, Al? A couple years back, five, four or five years ago. So there we before Otani, would you like to take you Would you like to take responsibility for that one as well? Did you see that rundown that they had last night? Please tell me you saw it. What are they doing? Do, why, do we have the sound for that, Emily? Why does it look like? Yeah, we do. It does not look like. By the way, if you were on Twitter yesterday, you can't get off. You can't be on Twitter yesterday and not see that rundown. <laughs> what are they doing? Here it is. <laughs> Just, I'm going to play this for you because it is. It, it's very rare. It's Little League. It's very rare where one play tells the story of an entire yeah. organization, and this was that play. Pitch to Julio. Line draw! Line drive was knocked down. Play at the plate. Now they got Haggerty hung up. Demo coming to third. Runner scores. Runner to third. Safe. Wow. How about that? How about that? Three two Mariners. What a break. Okay, so what a break. That was the it, only part of the call that that actually was accurate. So it's two to two in the ninth inning. Yep. Okay. They're, and the Mariners are a pretty good team. They had Luis Castillo pitching last night again. Got He's the been third, really good third for them. Best record in the AL. Yeah, they're 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 a good team. Two to two, ninth inning. Um, and there's a line, runner at third base. There's a line drive to Luis Rengifo, who's playing mm-hmm. second base. He just drops it. Okay, angel move number one. He just mm-hmm. drops an easy out. Um, the runner at third tries to score, and they get him hung up in a rundown. They, they throw the catcher. The catcher gets it. He throws it back. He's running him back to third. Yep. Throws it to the third base. Way too early, by the way. Uh, maybe a little early. Yep. Maybe a little early. And so the, the third baseman catches it. Runner starts coming back towards home. Nobody covers home. So he just runs in and scores a run. Meanwhile, the guy goes all the way around to third base and slides in safely at third base because they were late to get the they, a game that was very close against a very good team. Tied 2-2. Just blew up on him in one single play. It was terrific. It was a master class on how to have a bad baseball team. To answer your question, it's been a few years since i gone to an Angels game. <laughs> so... You now yeah, Otani's been pretty good since you went, so you can't take responsibility for that. Trout has been injury prone over the last couple of years. Is that your fault? Maybe. More on my fault or Artie? 
Probably I me. I would yeah, say you. Yeah, I, I, I think you, you, you get the Rams three game losing streak. You blew up Walker Bueller's elbow and you've ruined Mike Trout's back. Okay. We're going to start. Emily, put this on the list. We need to have a, a list of the things that Hal's responsible for. I'll All take right, it. Got it. Anything else? I'll take it. And the Chargers left San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> your football team decided to no, bounce. Actually, since the Chargers have been here in L.A., they've been so bad that it's actually it's worked out good. That one, that one has worked out okay for you along the way. I have another question for you for Walker Bueller that has nothing to do with this year, but a question the Dodgers are going to have to answer sooner than later. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What are you going to do, Al, when we're done at one twelve today with Super Crosstalk, and then we have LAFC DC United tonight at the bank? What are you going to What are you going to do in I'll that? Go back. You're going to go back? Yeah, go back. Tough. 15, 20 minute drives. So yeah. it's easy for me. Yeah, I you got uh, the. You're the in the weird in between. I, I'm. It's it's just far enough away I that I may try to go back, but I, I may not as well. I am excited to go tonight. I okay. haven't been since we went the last time. If you left, you'll get home by what time? Two forty. And then you'll have to leave at what time? Five. So I got t- I got two and a half hours ish. Eh, no, probably not. No, probably not. What are you doing between? I don't know. I'll find something just to do. Just do some radio. Just Maybe I'll just do all Mason the shows. Island. Maybe yeah. I'll just I'll just sit in here. I think it's yeah. today's Beto, I want to say. I think uh, Beto was in yeah, with, uh, I think with Mace you today. You should just work out for five hours. Yeah, I don't straight. think that's, that's, <laughs> that's an unlikely uh, way for me to kill a few hours. Have you been to a game since we went last time? No, since we gone. That By was, the way, that every time, it, it, this is LAFC. That's, the Bank of California is a perfect example. It's one of those stadiums. I've been a few times now. And every time you go, you're like, I'm glad to be here yeah for sure and it's it's you have that in between where you don't go and i know you and i are not the biggest soccer guys or anything like that but the it is fun enough and the vibe is good enough that you get a little bit of that in you want we we went from a place that had old buildings to a place that's got a whole bunch of really cool new buildings right that that staples center is considered one of the old ones now Kind of yeah. let you know. You still got the Coliseum, still got the Rose Bowl. Dodger Stadium's been around a long time. But Do you remember when Staples was built, right? Oh, yeah. 2000. Yeah. It, I mean, but that was 22 years I ago. I know, but think about that. 2000, and we're looking at it as, yes, it was the anniversary, 100-year 100, 100 anniversary of the Rose Bowl, right? And here we are sitting talking about 22 years old being old. And I'm with you. There are times you walk into, you know, crypto, and you're, you say, you're like, okay, yeah, it is definitely a little bit old. We're going to have the new, what's the, the Clipper thing going to be called? I, do we know? Intuit Dome. Intuit yeah. Dome. We've, that'll be done here in, you know, what will feel like five minutes. It'll be done. Yeah. You've got SoFi, which is state-of-the-art. you got mm-hmm. the bank, which is, a, it is a perfect venue for an MLS team. It's not a teeny tiny little place that no. feels like, oh, this is minor league. But it's not like you stick it in the Rose Bowl where you got to put 90,000 no. people in there to make it's it look right. Perfect. It is How do you think perfect, they fit in there? I want to say it's a, it's a little bit more than 20. It's between 20 and 25. That's perfect. It, 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 it's perfect. It's and not common. It. It's not common too for twenty is usually the NBA number, right? But to have an outdoor venue that's twenty, you don't see that very often. It's a perfect number. Should I take on another one of the listeners in a chugging contest? Today? Only if somebody challenges you. Do it. I think that's right. I, I think that you well, know, I kind of want to have a beer. <laughs> I guess I could just sip it. I guess I don't have to pour it down my boring. gullet. Yeah, it is a little boring. You're not wrong about that. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if any. Maybe if somebody that's coming out tonight is listening right now and they want to throw down the gauntlet, I uh, I could be talked into it.
It, w- it wouldn't take a, a whole bottle. I'm feeling, Alan feeling like that himself. Today. His was so pitiful that's last not, year. That's yeah, not I your game. I just kind of sip my beer. Yeah, that's not your game. Take my time. <laughs> well, you, you had uh, the wrong beer. I think, didn't you have the IPA? That's a, that's a bad choice for chugging. That wasn't the reason for anything. <laughs> it could have been the lightest beer possible. It could have been a glass of water. It's not not taking it down I, like I, that. I think I'm going to try it. I think I'm going to try it. Let's try Peter in Ontario. Peter, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Peter? Hey, how you guys doing, man? Good. Hey, real quick here. I don't know why. I mean, the regular season is done for the Dodgers. We know what they're going to do. They're going to win over 110 games, maybe for sure, 100, 100, over 100 games. Uh, we don't have our number one starter. A guy that started, that opened the season, the number one starter for the Dodgers. I Sorry, I can't trust Gosselin. I can't trust Tyler Anderson. And Clayton Kershaw has a history. Am I the only one panicking here? I mean, Arias is good. Don't get me wrong. But we need a number, at least a number two starter that's going to guarantee or at least put us in a position to win game two. We're in trouble. I I, I don't think they're in trouble. I think they're more vulnerable than they were, you know, at the start of the season, for sure, Peter. But you cannot do what Gonsolin and Anderson have done. And, And I agree with you to the point that, October baseball is different than August baseball, May baseball, you know, even September baseball if it's not a pennant race. I, I'm with you on that. These guys are going to win between the two of them. They're going to win 30 games. Okay, <laughs> They're going to pick up 30 wins along the way. You don't do that by getting lucky. You only do that by being really, really good, by being in a groove. And there is something about that. I, I'm with you on the let's see what the nerves do. Let's see how big their eyeballs are when that first start comes in the postseason. But they are – peaking with confidence they are playing at such a high level they again let's just do the straight math of this these guys don't have to pitch seven innings to shut out baseball you're gonna have dustin may you're gonna have heaney you're gonna have pepio these guys that are in your rotation these are guys that are gonna be able to pick up that fifth sixth seventh inning along the way you have a lot of different options during the postseason that you don't have right now would you rather have bueller of course would you rather have a healthy kershaw of course but they're gonna win 110 games more or less without those guys so no i'm not i'm not panicking at all it's they're the best team in baseball by a mile so you said this probably about a month ago this was before the all-star game and there was a little hesitation on Gonsolin and uh, and Tyler Anderson. And part of that hesitation was, well, they're getting close to the most innings they've ever pitched. Let's see what they do in the second half of the season. To their credit, they've been as good as they were in the first half of the season. They're, they're, every time they and, – and I think there is this hesitation from Dodger fans where you're saying to yourself, okay, at some point, Gonsolin, you're going to have a couple of those outings. Sure. They happen to everybody. And I don't feel like that's really happened. And I'm talking about one of those outings where... He had one. That one against the Cardinals, and they came back and won the game anyway. That's really the only one he's been genuinely bad in. But even like to this point of the season, he's been so good up to this point. That's part of the hesitation I think Dodger fans have is there should... Listen, I'm not... Is Should you be a little bit nervous because Bueller is out for the rest of the season? You know what Bueller gives you in the postseason. So right out of the gate, you, you just... You lost one of those aces that that moment doesn't bother him. All that stuff that we've seen in the that, past. That if, if Walker Bueller had been pitching a part of this team, they've won 80 games yesterday, and he was a major reason why they won those 80 games, and he dropped out, you'd be like, uh-oh, he hasn't been here. I can't argue that. That that part, you're 100% right. And I, I, I threw out that stat earlier, 43-13 since he went out. They're 20-4 and four since the All-Star break. I mean, they're playing 
They're dominating. <laughs> the All-Star break feels like a lifetime ago. They've lost four games. a month ago? They've lost right? four so games. Close to a month ago, something Crazy. like that. So I, it's okay for some hesitation from Dodger fans. I get that. I completely understand that. The one thing that at least these guys that are in the in the rotation right now, they've proved all season long that you can depend on them. Does that change again to September? I don't know. Does that change again to October and it's under the big stage and the big lights? We'll have to wait and see. I think the big question for Bueller is not how much he'll be missed this year. It's do you decide to give him the bag in a year or two? That because he's coming up on his free agency year. He is a frontline number one World Series seasoned pitcher who has delivered in the biggest moments. He's also a guy that's 28 years old and will now have had two major arm surgeries. You know what I mean? Like this is that that's the question for me with him moving forward is do you give that guy and just say, look, these surgeries work. Just one of those things that yeah, happen. Yeah. He'll be back. He'll be as good as he ever was because, you know, he does the work. You know, he's not scared. You know, he's got the bop, 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 bop. But it's two. He had a, a, a Tommy John when yeah. he was still at Vandy. And now all of a sudden here he is in, in the mm-hmm. middle of his the first part of his major league career. And he's down again and basically missed an entire season. That's two surgeries before you're 30 years old. That's not nothing. When is he up? Two years. I think you have just enough time to figure that out, right? Like if when does he come back next year? How does he look? Uh, I, I think it's a it's a it's a fair question, especially for somebody like that. By the way, you know another thing that we have not talked about, and we're talking about just the pitching right now. If I do go through what the Dodgers have done, how many runs that they've scored. I don't let, nobody's telling you they're going to put up 10 runs a game or anything like that. Here's a game they score 13, 8, <laughs> 8, 10, 4 nothing against the Padres, 8, 3, 8, 1, uh, 5, 9. They're putting up runs too. And, and that's the one, you know, sometimes teams just have one or the other, right? If you're, if you're a, a roster like them that can throw in Freddie Freeman – and Mookie Betts, and Trey Turner, and now Muncy's starting to hit the ball a little bit. And, oh, by the way, Will Smith's a pretty damn good player. Gavin Lux is hitting over 300. Go down the list of all these players. Usually if you have that kind of a lineup, you don't have the best ERA in the MLB since, you know, over that span that I was talking about. So there's Nomar a little was bit talking that about that well. last night on the broadcast. He said something like, look, you don't, you're not on pace to win 110 games because you do one thing really well. You you win 110 games because you do just about everything really, really well. Let's go to Rancho Cucamonga and Ryan. Ryan, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Ryan? How you doing? All right, what's up? Yeah, I was calling because I think I could get you in a chugging contest. You think? Are you, are you coming tonight? No, I'm not. I don't have tickets to the game tonight, but, I mean, I'll meet you anywhere, anytime. <laughs> I like that. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to have to find a spot that's kind of um, halfway. You know what? Maybe one of these days when I head out to the uh, 909, I got some uh, business. I like my guys at Bertolo Chevrolet are out in that direction. So maybe, Ryan, one of those days. Like, what, what is your game? Is, are you a pint guy? Are you a can guy? Like, take, take me through your strategy. You know what? I started off in high school doing the beer bong, but um, either way, any way you want to drink it, I'm game. Okay, so here's why Ryan's a real guy. This might, is might be better at the other bong the, the, than, the, uh, the, the, than the first bong. That Ryan's like, I don't care how we do it. Let's just do it. That that you're making me a little nervous, Ryan. Yeah, exactly. I have a feeling you know what you're doing. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Right, well, I could do a beer bong in a chug and a half. Well, we, we've got some events scheduled, right? So, Ryan, thank you for the call. We, we've got some mm-hmm. events coming up. Ryan, you need to find some time to come out to one of these events and come out and say, hey, I'm, I'm the guy that said anytime, anywhere, and let's do it. I, I, I feel good about my game. We've, we've talked about this, but 
Ryan did not sound like this is this is not a Bergman challenge where Berg's like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I think got Berg dusted. still technically won. <laughs> he didn't. Um, this sounded far more legitimate. Ryan, and he was very calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, you know? no, it's just I don't care how we do it. I, yeah. you, you decide how we do it. I'm going to go down and take care of business. Based off his tone and based off all that, I, I've kind of seen it already. It would be very difficult for me to gra- to take somebody over you in, uh, in one of those challenges. He sounded pretty confident. He sounded pretty confident. Taylor is back from Alaska. Is, is, hey, did you see Alaska-themed by chance, Taylor? Not at all. Not at all. So <laughs> a, a non, there will not be one single aspect of Alaska in Hey, Did You See? Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Getting some people on uh, Twitter, out that also want a piece of the action. I, I, I feel like now, now I'm a marked man. Now I'm like, uh, who is the guy, Billy the Kid with the guns? Doc Holliday? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to get one of those guys. I'm going to get guys that are trusting me all the time. Taylor, what do you got? Okay, guys, did you see that it's back to school time here in Los Angeles? So, Trav, what advice would you give to students as they get back in the swing of things? Don't fall behind. That, that, that is the most obvious and, and generic answer, and it is also and wear your shoes. the number one thing. Well, I, I, I clearly am not the right person to tell you to put your shoes on to go to school. I, I, have, not, I have failed colossally when it comes in that regard. Um, if you do, because look, especially in like high school and stuff, and, and I haven't been in high school in a minute, but the workload in high school is fairly manageable, right, Al? It's not like you're getting just reams and reams of data and information every single day. Just do the, the stuff you need to do every day, and then you're never yeah. behind. You almost don't even need to study for tests at that point. Just do the work, stay on top of it, and when it comes around, you're good to go because trying to catch up never, ever, ever works. It's kind of weird. I was the king of procrastinating. Really? I was. I waited way too long. But for some reason, I always got it done. It wasn't that I wasn't going to get it done. It was I was going to get it done at the absolute end. And in some weird way, I felt like I was at my best under this deadline. You know, you got to cram everything in. But it's not the right way to do it by any stretch of the imagination. Um, So I would say don't procrastinate. But I I used to do that all the time. Always wait till the end. But then I... Again, I would get it done. It's not like I wasn't going to get it done. I just wait too long. You want me to sound like an old man father for a second, too, Taylor? Yeah. Uh, have something to do after school, too. You, 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 need, you need to be in a club, on a team, have a job. You, yeah. you need somewhere when school is done at 3 o'clock or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you need somewhere else that you need to go because all the bad stuff happens after that. Or if you're be just like, really good at all the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's, look, the, look, really hey, good. Ready? You ready? The bad stuff's really fun. Okay, it's really, really fun, but it's the bad stuff for a reason. No beer bongs, right? Yeah. Okay. Not often. Next up, did you see that it's been over two years since Soup Plantation ceased operations? But there's a, there's a rumor that they're supposed to reopen in La Mesa down in Sleaze Neck of the Woods. But the last I, I heard, they still, I guess they're waiting to pass their fire inspection. So my question is, super related, what's the best soup that you've ever had, Sleep? Best soup I've ever had. All right, so this is one of my favorite places, and it happened just recently. There's a place up in uh, Seattle, and this is in that Pike Market. And I don't know if the place is called – I'm trying to think here off the top of my head. McDonald's? Is it called – Did you get some chowder up there? (laughs) Got the chowder up there. Bro, they serve them in the bread bowls, too. You go into this place, and it's just award after award, best soup, blah, blah. It wasn't – so they have this thing. It's like a sampler. 
and you could get four like different Like a flight soup. of soup? It's awesome. That like wines and beers, you go to a brewery Actually, or a winery? It's, it's four of them. <laughs> yeah. It is four oh, of them. Oh, I dig that. And one of them will be like their seafood. I'm so excited. Their seafood <laughs> yeah. bisque. The other one will be the clam chowder. Sure. The other one will be this, that, whatever the case is. I think that's my favorite up there. I remember growing up as a kid, going up to Fisherman Wharf, and always getting that the bread clam bowl. chowder in the in the yeah. bread bowl. They offer them up there too, but in Seattle, that's that's the real. Did you I, go I right after there. the baby shower? Say it again. <laughs> Did you go after the baby shower? Before. <laughs> I by the way, Got there on a Thursday, baby shower wasn't until Saturday. The uh, the world just opened up to me. I didn't even know that like How a, cool a flight of soup was a thing that we <laughs> could do. Like I, I, I why, why are we limiting to just beer and wine? Like anything that could be served in liquid form, you should be able to do a flight of that. I, I'm just soup delighted included. by this conversation. I've been cracking up in here about this question. I don't know why, but I really love this soup conversation. I'm just really happy about this. What's your number one soup? I I really like. Um, Zupa Toscana, the one from Olive Garden, but I like remake it all myself, and it's like uh, spicy Italian sausage, potatoes, and kale, and this like creamy, spicy, cheesy soup. It's so good to me. So these are two opposite ends of the spectrum. One is kind of sort of like bro. you're talking Come about. Yeah, that looks amazing, Al. That I place <laughs> chowder. That looks Just great. Fill up on some chowder. Um, there's the the cre- the beer cheese soup is maybe the most unhealthy oh, yeah. pr- food on the face of the earth, but my <laughs> God, is it good? It's just so unbelievably flavorful and satisfying and filling. It's basically melted cheese with chunks of sausage or ham or whatever it is, yeah. and you dunk bread in it. It's it's terrific. The other way to go is with much lighter, but soup is like a like a, a hot and sour at a Chinese restaurant or something mm, like that. that. That is another really, really great soup, a little hot and sour along the way. Yeah. Soup talk. Sign me up I for a broccoli cheddar. It. Yeah, I always try to get a, as much clam chowder and bread before to, just to start the morning off. Just get to the get engine going. Nice and light. Get something, the engine going. Something at lunch so you come back, you're ready to attack the second half of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Could they they ever, serve it hey, with a cot. Do you ever do that? <laughs> do you ever do that? Back in the day, this is actually specific to San Diego. When I was down in San Diego – during lunch, you'd go get, you know, if you and a couple of friends or whatever the case, you go get a, a freaking burrito. The burritos are the size of a small child, and you get some <laughs> chips and salsa or some chips and guacamole. Yeah. And then by the time you're done, it's 145. I'm and like, I got to go, go back, to, back work. to work till 530 or 6. <laughs> no, not a chance. Good night. Not a chance. Did my soups uh, satisfy you, Taylor? Did I pick the right ones? Great answers. Yeah. Thank you. Hot and sour. <laughs> yeah, that's Thanks, good guys. stuff. Thanks for playing. Okay, next question. Did you see that a brawl broke out between 20 family members during a funeral for an elderly woman in Richmond, California? How much was she worth before we let's just get to it, right? <laughs> I, it was the brother and the sister. They, I mean, they've had it out for each other for years, I guess. And the brother tried to run the sister over. With the coffin or with, with like a car? Yeah, it, it moved to the vehicle and it got, it got I'm just nasty. I'm curious of where the question is coming into this. <laughs> Have you ever been it, so mad at your sibling? It could go anywhere. Yes. Okay, so this led to, a, led to an injury, arrest, uh, over $20,000 in damage. But my question is, yes. is blood thicker than water? Trav. Yes. It is. I, 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 yes. There, there is nothing that you won't do for somebody in your family. Even if that person in your family, you want to wring their neck or staple staple their shoes to their feet or whatever it <laughs> like might Jimmy be. McGill. I've never gotten quite to the point where I wanted to run someone over. I've gotten close. I've, but yeah, ultimately it's one of those, you can scream and yell and fight and, and, and want to break the guy's neck, but you'll, what, what do you need? I'll do it for you. That's just, it, it's, it's in our genetic code. We have no choice.
Couldn't agree more. It really is. And, and it, you have that with certain friends and everything else as well, but you're you're right. Ultimately, at the end of the day, if it's family, it's family. What the hell is he getting in his car for? Maybe he didn't like his sister. My God, He had enough. It's Maybe she was office. really, really obnoxious. She must have really aggravated him. There's a lot of stuff That's going on. a really on. quiet car, a Prius that can just sneak up behind you. you like Andy Bernard, he, he right? He didn't hit her. He hit somebody else, actually. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he missed. Funerals are already kind of high-stress situations. I don't know if we need to start running people yeah, over in the middle of them. That's uh, pretty aggressive. All right, we could have some very good news by the end of this afternoon when it comes to the L.A. Rams and Matthew Stafford's elbow slee. I'll explain when we come back. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.